Hey guys, and welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. I'm Alex Whiteley, and featuring on this episode is going to be our verity, uh, Victoria Ireland from Make Our River Safer, and the guys from West Mercia Search and Rescue. Before we get into this episode, um, I am going to, I've got a shout out. Um, Lisa Jane, um, who is our contact for the uh, the Fox at Writing and the great work that they're doing there, um, has asked if I would give her daughter's event a shout out. And of course, do you know what? I would love to. And do you know why? Because Clara so far has raised £33,000 for Hope House. What an achievement. So in exchange for your young excellence, Clara, I will absolutely shout out your event. It's called Clara's Classic Convoy, and it is in aid of Hope House Hospice. It's a vintage and classic vehicle run. So if you've got a classic car, if you've got an old camper van you want to show off, or an old tractor, if you've got, um, I know some people collect like army Humvees and stuff like that. If you've got something like that you want to show off, this is the event for you. It's happening on the 24th of September, 2023. It's £15, £15 for every vehicle, which includes the driver, and then £5 per passenger. And the price includes a hot drink and a sausage bath at Netley Hall. Um, If you want to get involved with this, uh, please contact the number 07398 654232 or you can get in touch with me at the biscuit and i will put you in contact with the right people to get involved um so that's clara's classic convoy in aid of hope house hospice on the 24th of september always always happy to do a shout out like that something positive a young 15 year old mind out there doing amazing things in the community that is absolutely what the, the Shrewsbury Biscuit is about and what it's for. It's a message board for you guys. So if you have a, a positive message you'd like to get in front of a, a podcast, um, get in touch and I'll do that for you. Right on to this episode then, River Safety. Uh, thank you to everybody that spoke to us, people that sent in comments and questions um, as well. You know, um, if you have any any messages of support um if you've got anything that you'd like to comment about this episode please on the comments for this uh this podcast drop your comments or you can email us at shrewsbybiscuitpodcast at gmail.com love to hear your comments on this one we tried hard with this one so uh, i hope you enjoy it so without further ado let's do it shall we Hi guys and welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. I'm Alex Whiteley. Hi, I'm Verity. Yeah, we're back together together yeah. again. Together. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the last time we met was a very sunny day at the uh, the food festival. Um, I've uh, so we did like what I thought was going. I was like three quarters of an, uh, an episode because I was like, we can do the rest tomorrow. You remember when oh, I said that? Yeah. And then the next day, I was I was really ill. No way. I was really Ill, like. I couldn't leave home. 
just put it that way. Oh like, dear, okay. Yeah, I couldn't leave home. So it was a very disgusting, very horrible the day. Oh, the so day you, after. Didn't, you didn't get your second day then? No, and I oh. felt really bad because Timmy was really, really disappointed. My eight-year-old son was like, oh, I'm going to do my own episode. I was like, you get to host your own episode. And he had so many ideas. He wrote down questions he was going to ask people. And we didn't go. Oh, bless him. It was a genuine case of, <laughs> I'm not putting this upon the people. I can't, can't risk it. <laughs> can't risk it. <laughs> and also as well, before we get into this very, very important episode, this is a very important episode for us, uh, I want to give uh, Shane Chebsey and Charlie Adler a shout out, um, simply because uh, we're going to be changing our music up soon with the launch of our new website new logos new things and that music has been with us since the very beginning and that is uh, that was recorded by cosmic rays which is charlie adlard's band so it's uh, yeah i know i was looking for for music and uh, shane was like oh we've got music i'm in a band you know <laughs> and charlie adlard one of the you know one of the greatest comic book artists on the planet was like you can use one of our songs no problem so we will be changing it up soon but i love that song uh, check out cosmic rays now today we're here for a very special reason uh, we're at, currently sat on the picnic boat uh, owned by the Sabrina, we're on the river. We're not taking out. They did offer us the opportunity to take this this uh, the picnic boat, the barge out, but I thought the engine noise would drown out the microphone. So we sat edge bobbing on the dock, and today we're with Victoria from uh, Make Our River Safer. Hi, Victoria. Hello. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. It's good to be here. Let's turn you up a little bit because you're very quiet. There we go. Try again. Hello. Hey, that's <laughs> so much better. Um, to make our river safer. Um, obviously, there's going to be a theme here today. We're going to be talking about river safety and, and the things we can do, or, you know, the town can do to make the river safety safer. And um, we're also joined by West Mercia Search and Rescue. Do you want to introduce yourselves, guys? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, my name's Andy Neal. Um, I'm a member of the search team, and uh, I'm, for my sins, I'm the, uh, the fundraiser for the team as well. But I'm also an active searcher and uh, search planner as well. Fantastic. That's a quite a list of roles there, Andy. We all have a lot. Of, we all have a lot of roles in the team. And yourself? Yeah. Hello. Uh, yeah. My name is David Brown. I'm also an operational member of the team. Uh, for my sins, I'm also a trustee of the charity and the treasurer. I really love this guy because he spends a lot of time raising money for us uh, and all the works we do. You guys do do fantastic work. And I think, Verity, the most important word we heard there is charity and not like just a thing that exists to make the river safety safer. That's uh, interesting, right? Yeah. You'd, you'd think it would be... Obligatory. Yeah. yeah. yeah it would be like a thing that just exists. Like. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in actual fact, we get we do get uh, some support from statutory bodies, but uh, on the whole, we have to uh, provide uh, all the money we need uh, to operate. Um, and as... We said everybody are volunteers, every member of the team is a volunteer, and everybody qualifies to do the searching part of our role and then opts for other, other um, roles within the team like fundraising or specialising, say, in water searching. Or We have lots of specialisms within the team that people get involved in. How big is the team? How many of you are there? Yeah, there's um, 50, just over 50 who are operational at the moment. Uh, we have 16 who are non-operational, and that includes people who've taken a role of logistics for us, drivers, um, and which is it's great because we used to have to do all the work, turn up, pick the vehicles up, drive to a rescue, do the rescue, come away again. Now we've got these guys who look after our logistics for us, which is absolutely fantastic. All volunteers, and everybody's a volunteer. Yeah, that's yeah. that's quite yeah. a quite a crowd there. I think it yep. really adds to something when you hear that there's somebody missing in the river, or there's somebody suspect. You see it on social media. Yeah, I see a lot. Yeah. The fact that everybody that's that well, 
you guys that are out there searching are doing it voluntary I mean there might be people of the public as well doing things um, and we'll get into that we're going to yeah, get into sure. what you guys oh. do but Victoria I want to talk about Make Our River Safe uh, uh, where does that stem from because you've got by the way you've got thousands of followers on Facebook it's quite big isn't it yeah so it began in um, 2010 and it was set up um, by a group of friends who um, lost their friend and Josh Refford unfortunately um, he was um, only 24 years old um, when he went missing after a night out and was found um, in the river. Um, oh. And his friend, who was one of the original people to set up Make Our River Safer, uh, Cy Tildesley, is still very much um, involved with Make Our River Safer. And it's him and myself that, that run the page and um, action all the things that go on. So I got involved um, in 2014. Um, we've talked to people that have had serious tragedies happen or parts of their lives that have been extremely affected um, and caused an emotional strain and, and from out of that has come uh, an event or a thing that they've created I mean Verity you're a good example of that with the London Marathon bits that you've done and we've spoken to people as well on the show this just seems like like make our river safer it's just it, it's just like out of tragedy comes this really good thing that offers such a good positive message about what's going on with the river. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, you know, the friends, the family, it's the community. And I think as a community in Shrewsbury, it affects all of us. Um, we feel really strongly connected to one another. Um, and I think that's what how, you know, the impact that the Facebook group and page has been, has been, you know, it's been sort of um, pivotal in making changes, hopefully, we feel, to... Um, making the river safer, getting the council involved and raising awareness, delivering educational information into schools and colleges and cadet forces, um, going into bars and clubs and restaurants and again offering um, training to staff um, to raise awareness so hopefully um, we can prevent further tragedies, you know, that's the, the key point um, and also to um, keep the council we're now part of team Shrewsbury so keep the council sort of you know on the toes a little bit um, to make adjustments and changes to put in more barriers more CCTV um, all sorts of things happening so really positive stuff's going on and again it's because everyone's so passionate about it and do you want to make change what would you say is like your biggest success as a, as a group of people on social media um, I really feel that um you know, it's like the heart of the community, um, you know, arranging sort of things um, to teach our next generation that are coming up, you know, so like the young people um, going in, speaking to them and um, spreading the, the message because, of course, um, our society is very widely on social media um, that hopefully people who read our messages, which are, you know, about how to float to live, um, all the key messages around water safety um, and things to look out for, seeing vulnerable people. We're very much linked to sort of spike aware now as well because there's been incidents of spiking, which is linked to incidents as well. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a big combination. So we're proud of it all, to be honest. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, we spoke to uh, to, uh, to Vince and to, to Nev before about the, the spike awareness strips yeah. that they were putting in through the, the bars and clubs yeah. and things. They, they've developed a pretty amazing system yeah system haven't they yeah 
which um, it all ties in, doesn't it? You know, do you work well with search and rescue? Do you guys? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that. Hell yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. I'm always sharing their posts and things, and we connect a lot. We talk on, you know, the meetings that we've had with the um, local council and things, you know, and uh, Team Shrewsbury, and yeah, they've helped me out loads with giving me lots of literature and training and sort of, you know, sort of information, educational resources, um, and all sorts of stuff they've supported us with. They've come to like my local school. <laughs> um, we had a um, a uh, fun day at the school and uh, attended with the throw line training and everything and yeah just feel real massive support it's been fantastic so they do an amazing job it's interesting because we're we're actually deployed by west mercia police so we co- we cover hereford worcestershire and shropshire we've got the we've got the river y in hereford we've got the river seven in um in bridge north and obviously shrewsbury and also the river in in Worcester. So even though we've got all these major towns throughout our region, the actual traction in Shrewsbury is a lot higher than anywhere else in in our experience. We don't sort of get this engagement in any of the other towns. I know we tend to be focused very much in, in the Shropshire area, uh, but it's actually much more difficult to get that sort of uh, inf- uh, that sort of information and everything else from from the other towns along the rivers. Um, I gotta say, I'm not um, originally from I'm just waving to Sophie from the Sabrina. Thank you, Sophie, for sorting this out today. Um, and um, I'm not from Shrewsbury originally. Uh, I have never ever thought about rivers, the a river so much when it rains uh, in the summer like when it rains Quite I think extreme I, isn't it I know it's crazy how much of a psychological effect this river has on people grips people when it rains really heavy I think oh, I hope it's not bad in Colum you know yeah it's just crazy isn't it like yeah and you can obviously go on all the websites and you can see all these river gauges one is sitting along beside us now and you can look at it on the um, on the river gauge website and actually see the river going up and down you can see the height going up and down and the sheer volume of water that comes through Shrewsbury when it's in flood is astronomical you know it's hundreds of tons a second yeah going through so you said you get more engagement out of sort of the Shrewsbury local area is yeah. there a higher number of incidents in this area than the other areas that you cover or is there seems to be yes right. there seems to be I mean, I mean unfortunately we wouldn't necessarily get to know but um in my experience, there there are usually more incidents in Shrewsbury followed followed by Hereford. It's right. it's some peculiar thing. There don't seem to be that as many incidents in Worcester, for instance, or particularly Bridge North. I wonder if it's geographical as well, because a lot of the nighttime economy is along the river mm. in Shrewsbury, whereas in Worcester it's just a little bit yeah. off. You've got the economy um, one side and, yeah. the and the university the other, the other but other, a really yes. good bridge yes. between the yeah. two. And yeah. the, you know, obviously, while the university do look after their students and uh, try and get them to try to be, obviously we have had call-outs in, in Worcester, but, but Shrewsbury almost seems always seems to gain more momentum mm. whenever it happens. It's a higher concentration, isn't it, than sort of like Ironbridge. You know, Ironbridge yeah. is, it's, it's, obviously it's close to the river too, Absolutely. and there's bars there, and yeah. uh, but there's just so many people here, so many people like, Shrewsbury's like your typical river-based archetypal town where it's obviously started from the river and moved outwards. Mm-hmm. So there's just, there's just these streams of houses. It's quite I, nice. I was chatting with um, a chap yesterday who was brought up in the town, um, and uh, he, we were just, talking about river safety and so on and he was saying that he just remembers his childhood where you know they were sliding down the weirs jumping off the bridges and so on he said he would never do that and as a father now of young kids he said he's he's horrified by what happens now 
admittedly the water is dirtier now than it used to be but um it's still as dangerous. Did you see the, the, the post of Dilwyn, who, who owns the, the Sabrina? He waded out here, and he's still yes. walking. And it's like, in a few years, the Sabrina will not be able to operate in mm -hmm. this river because of the silage and the, the muck. And the silt that the builds silt. up, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. So, certainly below the weir. I mean, I'm, I'm fortunately, I'm too old now to be a, a swift water rescue, but I used to be in the water team. Out of our 60-odd members, I think we've got something like 20 members who are yeah. trained in swift water rescue um, capabilities and certainly below the weir if you go down towards Atcham and then beyond there you can't actually get you couldn't get a boat like this down there even this one and you we, you can't even get our inflatables down there we end up walking them because mm. there's just no there's just no depth left in the river mm. it's either silted up or there's too many trees or mm. other obstacles the thing you've got to realize is as well though is that you know it might give people a full sense of security that you can actually stand up and walk in the river um, actually don't don't think that because no. the depth can change um, in different parts and you can be up to your waist and then all of a sudden it could be like the depth of like a double-decker bus or something ridiculous um, and also the fact that there's hidden debris in the river um, you there's know. a spitfire in here somewhere apparently isn't there I don't know Was is that, that right no. I, don't know. I don't know if it's a rumour or a myth a triumph spitfire yeah apparently there's a guy that used to like fly a spitfire underneath the bridge the, the blue bridge right. uh, in the quarry and um, one day miscalculated I don't know right again right into the shoes of biscuit if I got that wrong <laughs> uh, but there's a spot there's definitely a spit a spot by Pew's um, funeral directors and you guys correct me it's almost bottomless it's ridiculously deep and they I think they dropped a prop from the Sabrina in there once and it was just like they had to get specialists in to go and get it <laughs> even even just looking up river here underneath the Welsh bridge from where we're sitting the wall on the on the uh, right hand side opposite the uh, the theatre if you jumped in there, I think it's between 12 and 18 inches deep. Mm. If you mm. went another 10 metres to your left out into the middle of the river, it's something like six mm. or seven metres. Wow. It, it shelves off really quick. Mm. And and these are the things when you're kids. I mean, we I used to do stupid stuff when I was in the cadets. We used to pull up in Slangothan and jump off the bridge there into the river. Bam. Mm. And it wasn't until some kid had a really bad tragedy... I was like, I'm not doing it again, ever. And I wouldn't ever do it again now because I'm older. I'm kind of like, oh my God, broken boats and stuff. Yeah. I've, I've, I've been here um, by the boathouse watching kids jump off the off the, bro off the the bridge there and no care in the world, no worries about what, what troubles might happen. Uh, is this something you guys see a lot on social yeah, media? Yeah, and it's um, very concerning. Um, basically, you can, you know, be, again, standing at the edge of, like, um, of the river and be you know at a, a bit where you're dangling your feet and you think oh actually you know that's quite warm you know we're in summer such a thing um that feels quite nice quite inviting um but actually again once you're in the temperature can change change rapidly so you can be in you know in in i don't know 16 16 degrees which is still fairly cold by the way um and then you can get in and go below 15 degrees which then can send you into cold water shock um and so you get a, a layer of warm water yeah. on the top where the sun's warmed it up. Yes. But underneath it can stay very, very cold. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then if, they, if somebody goes into cold water shock, um, you basically, it doesn't matter how strong a swimmer you are, you can be, you know, have done your life-saving certificate, um, you can be, you know, a professional swimmer, um, you can be a very strong swimmer, but it doesn't matter about that because basically to keep your body alive... Um, all the bloods rush to the core 
to all your vital organs and it basically disables your muscles yeah i've heard about this the, the paralysis mm, so you can't you you can't actually swim um so as strong as you are yes yeah. sort of flopping. yeah yeah it's like a natural yeah. reaction and also it's a natural reaction for the body to ma- take a massive gasp and it only takes half a pint of water to drown so if you gasp as you f- fall in and it's <gasps> you're taking in a load of water it only takes half a pint to actually drown um and basically, if you're unable to move, the best thing that you can do is to get on your back and float to live. And that's why it's very important to actually to say, um, to try these things at the swimming baths when you go swimming, try floating on your back, um, to stretching your arms and legs out in a starfish. And if you're not an experienced swimmer and you've got a gut like me, trust me, you'll, you'll float, float just fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it is. A, it is a problem, especially if you've got a few jars in, mm. and you're walking home by the river, which yeah. we've seen. So That's many one times. of the big problems here mm. with all the pubs so close to the river, um, either accidentally or mm. for a dare, um, people end up in the water, and mm. things that Victoria's talking about start to happen. Mm. Most people that are walking um, is the majority of people that fall in the river. Statistically, are people that were walking or running next to the river but they had no intention of entering the water. Um, so the statistics say that, you know, river deaths uh, and, you know, dying in water drowning is the third biggest killer in the UK. So that's how big it, an issue that it is. And it's like when you're walking home on a night out or it, that's the thing with Shrewsbury is it's so concentrated around the river that we all have to perhaps walk along one road or lane that's by the river and also the bars and the clubs. It's got to be that everyone needs to know to stick together, look out for their friends, don't let anybody go home by themselves or if they're vulnerable, if they're in this a bit of a you know situation, they've drank too much, make sure they get assistance and um, don't leave anybody to walk along the river. If anyone's saying they're going to walk along the river home, they need to choose another route because it's just not safe. Mm. You know what? We've got listeners all around the world, genuinely, and this isn't me trying to brag, but like you may be thinking to yourself, I, I live in, in in Idaho or somewhere where there's no not, not a lot of water or somewhere else. I don't know. You, and you might be thinking, well, what, what kind of a problem? Like I said, this river takes such a psychological toll on people that live here that this this is a day-to-day thing for us. And, I, you know, you see the things on the urinals and the toilets, the boasters and stuff, you know. I remember once when I was younger, my mum's got some relatives that live in America and I couldn't tell you now whereabouts in America, but they called her up one morning because the Shrewsbury floods were on their news and they called her up. I'm talking, I was about five, so it was, you know, 25, 30 years ago. They called her up to to ask how everything was and if she was okay. Yeah, we've had some very famous floods, haven't we? Yeah. The one in year 2000, that was like the biggest we've had. And then 23, that could, that could, if that was the biggest, that could well have been mm-hmm. the one. There are so many in Shrewsbury. Yes. <laughs> it's just one of those things that we have to accept. Uh, but I, um, if you stand outside Flaming Great, there is a, a pink and blue circle on the floor with a QR code. You can scan that and get an audio tour of the Abbey, which I produced uh, with the great <laughs> Nigel Baker, which is fantastic. <laughs> this isn't a plug, but it tells you that the river came right where the, uh, where the Wildlife Trust is on that um, the, the dry ratery system bit there. That's where the river came up to, and over years, over us manufacturing the river and engineering it, it's got smaller and smaller and smaller. So naturally, time to time goes, do you remember when we used to go up here? And then it'll just take its way up there. That's where it floods, the way it does, you know? Mm. And it's, uh, is that a problem for you guys as well, the flooding? Does it ever affect you? Yeah, well, I mean, Dave can tell you more about this, but we are actually an accredited organisation with DEFRA to work in, in, in flooding. And 
Dave, you yes, were part of that team, yeah, weren't you? Yeah, well, we were part of the team, yeah. So we, we've just renewed our accreditation with the uh, uh, Department of Food and Rural Affairs, DEFRA, uh, which means we can be called out anywhere in the country, base, basically on any flooding or any dam collapse, any any uh, water incident whatsoever. Uh, we've been called out uh, to Wales, to Yorkshire and other sorts of places in in the past. The big one was uh, a couple of years ago, Tenbury Wells. Tenbury Wells was a really yes. big one. Yeah. yeah, We were out for about four days on the trot there, basically rescuing people from their houses, wow. and giving them food and water. Is that the one with the, the flash flood? Was that the... Where was that? Uh, was that Cump? Sorry, I've... I've Oh well, there was well there was a very big flash flood down in uh, Polpero, was it in Cornwall many many years yeah, ago? Yeah. Which was just, I don't think anybody would have been called out in that. That was no. just a helicopter job, you know. As much as this guy is very good at his raising money, the chances of <laughs> getting a helicopter are really slim. It's interesting. So. I mean, that's just reminded me talking about the flash flood. One of the uh, specific incidents in Tenbury, um, and this is something that a lot of people don't think about. Um, we got called to recover a body, as it was. Um, but what had happened was that a woman had driven her car across uh, what had been a small Ford. Turned, well, that wasn't the car, by the way. The Ford, no, yeah. a, a small Ford. And um, <laughs> I'll get the joke. Now. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, but actually, the river was in flood, and a car can float with only 18 inches of water. And so, what happened was the f- car got blown down the river oh, by, yeah. by the flood water she tried to get out she got blown down the river and perished oh. and two days later I think it was we were way downstream and uh, we actually located where she where she'd ended something up something as innocent as a misjudgment of a misjudgment mm. of you know and you, we, on the news we see all these pictures of people driving the cars through floods now yeah. often that will be in the middle of a town and there's no flowing water so all, the worst that's going to happen is the car conks and that's it but if it's flow- flowing, the car can be away. How do you guys deal with that on a personal level? Because that must be horrendous mm. Mm. to be part of that experience. And, and It is, and, and as we try and make it very clear to people when they join the team that that's one of our functions, is, is dealing in those situations. Um, we have a number of protocols in place um, which start at the simplest level of just making sure everybody's okay after after an incident yeah uh, but then we have a number of things available to the team members that we will pay for as a team um, we have a psychologist we have a padre um, we have various sorts of therapy that are available to people if they feel they've been affected by that and then going back to when an incident is taking place, if we have a find of that sort and somebody feels they can't handle it, then we're very careful to ask them to move away and to go back, perhaps back to base and work on something back at base. And only those people that feel that they can actually manage the situation will, will deal with the situation. Yeah. What about yourself, Victoria? Because I, I guess emotionally, whenever there's an incident in Shrewsbury... I imagine you guys must get a mass of followers and maybe people are been deeply affected by an incident by the river. Do you guys speak to a lot of... Yeah, we do. We get, you know, a lot of um, messages coming in from family members and loved ones um, of people who have lost their lives. Um, and we've built up, built up quite a connection, actually, to a few of the families. Um, and it does feel, you know, really quite personal, you know. Um, and... Yeah, I mean, I've got children of my own um, and 
you know, I would like them to grow up in Shrewsbury and enjoy living in the town. Um, it is a beautiful place, but at the same time, you know, I, I, I dread to think of ever going through what some of these families have gone through and losing their loved one. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, we get a lot of messages from people um, about incidents that have happened and things. Can we help? Can we support them? Um, and yeah, it's really quite moving. Yeah, I imagine. Um, you know, because it does happen so often as well. It's like, a, I mean, how many, does anybody have a, st- a statistic on how many lives get lost by the river every year or on average? Does anybody know? On this particular river? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I think it's, it's some, in actual river deaths, is something like one a week throughout the UK. Oh, wow. Um, a, a, a lot of those tend to happen at this time of year. It's nice and sunny. You yeah, know, when the scores are broken up, there is a, there is a, a prevalence for for the the call outs to increase. Uh, obviously, in Shrewsbury, the fire and rescue service over here are just magnificent. You know, they they know exactly what to do when they get the call. Uh, unfortunately, when we get the call, it's normally after the fire and rescue service have done what they can do, and have not been able to locate anybody, and then we get called out to to do the search. And there was there uh, by, by that, that time, sorry. it's it's usually you know it's usually. Um, probably too late, shall we say. Uh, and the reality is that as a voluntary organisation, we can't respond in the same way as a professional organisation can. I was so thinking that. You, mu- you must have people in varied locations, absolutely. but y- you're not, in, you're not mm. you know, required to be in a certain location in 20 minutes. You've no. got to... No. No. no, so an hour would be as quick, probably, as we would get yeah. to a location, uh, which obviously is too late often and sometimes it's two hours and sometimes it might be the next day because the police or the fire have done the initial searching and then said actually we need more support we need more help we yeah. need more feet on the ground or do, you, do your volunteers have have jobs mm. so absolutely it, it, everybody you have to yes. work, work around that as well yes or yep. do, do people go i've got to go um, or We've got it, depend, it depends on your employer. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm self-employed. A lot of our team are self-employed, yeah. but we have we have people from the military, we have uh, paramedics, we have office Fire, workers, yeah. we have firemen, Police, everybody, yeah. every every single walk of life. So it, at that particular point, when the call out goes out, it's really just a case of saying, "Am I available? Have I got my kit with me?" Because we yeah. do carry a lot of kit. And how long will it take me to get to the call out? So, for instance, for here, we normally deploy from the slipway over there at the marina. Uh, we have two boats based in Bridge North and two boats based in Kidderminster. It's likely to be 90 minutes from the call out before we get any any resources on site. Yeah. Uh, and from then we just develop a plan as to where we're going to go and, and search. Uh, and clearly it can go on for days. In, in fact, it frequently does. Such a vast area as well. Shoes, uh, Shropshire, so, you know. Mm. Yes. And then Worcester as well. You know, like there's so many places you got to look yes yep. i guess after experience you must know that the hot the hot spots the the most important places to go and look first indeed i mean there's, there's two levels to that i mean just picking up on what dave was saying about how long we might be searching for um the uh, sad case of nathan fleetwood i was going to uh, bring him up yeah. yeah um after initial searches we did nine days of searching across two weeks before we actually found him. Oh, thank uh, you. So thank that, you for doing that. That, um, that was uh, an awful lot of work. It was our kayak team that eventually located. Um, but uh, and that gives you an example of the scale sometimes of of of, uh, of what we do. Yeah, never easy, I guess, mm. for you guys. Um, 
Yeah, because I actually I actually took the duty call for that for that one. I was working in Shrewsbury at the, uh, about mid afternoon, and the phone went off, and I took the call. And your sort of blood runs cold instantaneously because you think, oh dear, this is you know another one. Obviously, the the fire service have done their job, the police have done their job, and then we're we're basically called out to see if we can uh, provide extra resources and and do do an assist. And you know, as I say, unfortunately, the guy I think he went missing around about midnight, something along those lines. So we didn't get called until 2 p.m. And if you think about the, the logistics of the river and what goes on in the river, you know, somebody who's been missing in the river for that long or suspected they've gone in the river you mm. just pray that actually they've got out and they've gone somewhere and uh, it, it you know we want to f- we actually want to find them at a friend's yeah, yeah. Or, or in a garden somewhere yeah you know that's that's what we really want to do can i just say about you know what people are to do in in, a, in the event of emergency oh, please do um so if you see somebody struggling in the river um whatever you do don't jump in to rescue the person uh, you must call 999, ask for the fire and rescue service, which a lot of people don't know who to call for, who to ask for when they dial 999. Um, also, located along the river are life buoys. Um, and on those life buoys, to release them, there is a code as well, which gives you um, your actual location to the emergency services. So you can be on the phone to emergency services saying, I'm up post. Yeah. 445, I think. Yes. Is that one over there? Yes. That red? Yeah. It is, yeah. yeah one further down. So okay. You so can they're fairly there's 68 close. of them, I think, in, right. in Shrewsbury on both sides of the river. Yeah. So you can get, um, get one of those out and launch it at the person. Um, but also a, a lot of the bar staff now along the River Severn um, are throw line trained um, and if you can get somebody to come out and help by throwing a throw line there are some throw line boards as well there's one in the quarry um, those you can access as well and um, I advise anybody if they they would like to get to do throw line training to either get in touch with the Make Our River Safer Facebook page or um, the West Mercia Search and Rescue guys I they're do doing it. training can I do days. It? absolutely absolutely, absolutely. Sign me up <laughs> Instantly, I, I yeah. want to get involved. And I think that the throw lines are, in many ways, more useful than the um, the, the old-fashioned life ring because they can be thrown much further. Mm, so absolutely. if somebody's in the middle of the river, there's no way you're going to get a, a big yeah. plastic ring to them. Yeah. The most yeah. chance that somebody's got of surviving is to shout to them to, to stay calm if possible. Lie on your back. To lie on the back, to float. Um, and yeah, to get um, help as quickly as possible. But you know, if you can think of um, those actions, um, mm-hmm. then hopefully it will help in the emergency situation. Because there was those um, those two lads last year, the one that jumped in. He ended up. Did he end up paralysed, or there was a serious issue with him? Because it was, wasn't he there? jumped in to save Dan, someone. Dan Walker, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So, so I mean, even even if you're young and athletic. Mm. jumping into that river to try and save someone is going to be a huge shock yeah so the the, the lasting effects um, you know um, the damage it can cause to your body is that Dan Walker's now in a wheelchair and struggling to you know get around and things he's, he's an amazing inspirational person and he's doing really well considering but it's changed his life forever you know I'd love to speak to him yeah absolutely, absolutely. so Dan if you listen to this get in touch we'll get you on the yeah. biscuit um <laughs> So let's talk about like when you guys first get the call, when the, the, the bat phone goes off and you've got to go and get prepared. That's from the first stages right till, like, you know, drawing yourself off a grid of how to search proactively on the river without going back on yourself. Uh, those, those were the old days. Yeah. We now have um, a computer or an internet-based system cool. where we start plotting 
things on. But uh, I mean, Dave is one of the people who's on the uh, yeah. emergency phone, so he might kick it off, and I'll pick up in a moment. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Thank you. <laughs> no pressure, Dave. Yeah, no, no pressure whatsoever. Yeah. So when when the phone goes off, basically, um, it, it will either be the police or the fire service usually, and they should be able to give the details of where the person is. Um, who they are, what they look like, what they were wearing, what's happened and a brief scenario uh, of what they've done so far. We will then, uh, we have, a, as Andy said, an, an internet-based um, system called SARSIS, um, which allows us to uh, alert every single member of our team who's on call through the mobile phone. So as a planner, I can put on all the locations where the rendezvous point is, uh, what equipment we need, uh, what we need to do first, and just the general details. I can put it onto the phone, we send it out as a message, and then slowly but surely people start to respond. So in, in places like Shrewsbury, you know, people will turn up within 15 minutes. Maybe the assets, the boats, the kayaks will turn up within maybe an hour to an hour and a half. Uh, and then we'll just start to plan from there, depending on what assets we've got. So um, basically on, on the water side, we have three teams. We have what's called bank search teams, which are people with the right protective gear like uh, life jackets and, and helmets and throw lines and everything, who can go out and search the areas of the river bank where they can actually see into the river. Uh, we then have uh, kayak teams, our kayak teams are absolutely brilliant because they can deploy very quickly, they can get in and out of the river in very remote spots and they can get into all the vegetation. One of the things about the, the River Severn, as you can see from here, is there are trees overhanging the banks, there are, there are bushes, there are pontoons or other bits and pieces and it doesn't matter what the depth is, they only need two or three inches of water and they can get in and they can look in amongst the trees, they can go amongst the pontoons and the debris. And then thirdly, we have the boat teams who are, we've got three and four metre uh, inflatable boats with outboards uh, and they can cover uh, much bigger areas. They can go out up and downstream and look in, look in the middle of the river. And those teams uh, can either be equipped with the sonar, both of our boats, we have sonar wow. equipment attached uh, and we can actually look at the bottom of the river and look into the weeds and we can see if there's anything of interest in the river and over the last nine months, we've also bought a remotely operated underwater camera. So if the sonar... But like a drone. Like it is an underwater, underwater drone, yeah. drone, yeah. yeah. Wow. Fly-by-one fly oh. underwater drone, uh, which we've purchased. So if we were searching in this area of the river here and the sonar team picked up uh, something on the bottom, then we can send in the, the underwater drone. It's got lights and everything, and you can actually home in on what that might be. And the drone can send, uh, can send back pictures uh, from underwater to our control vehicle so that we can actually see what's going on. And then added all to that, we've also just purchased another air drone, uh, which is a, a search and rescue drone, which has got thermal cameras, zoom cameras, infrared cameras, and all sorts of other bits and pieces on it. So our drone team can actually, from the land, fly the length of the river uh, and look and pick up images, and all those images can be beamed back to our phones and the control vehicle. The amount of technology that's available these days is mind-boggling. Uh, if I ever get to understand it, then that would be good. <laughs> I if, I, if I can just make a, a, a slight plug for the, uh, the the new drone that we've just bought, um, 
and particularly as the uh, the water companies are getting very bad press at the moment, um, the Seven Trent Community Fund actually have funded the large part of that drone that we've just bought. Um, so it's big thanks to them for doing that. But part of that is because obviously our close connection with the river after which they are named the uh, uh, Seven Trent so uh, that's going to be a fantastic yeah, asset for us. I was going to yeah. say you must be doing some really immense work with your fundraising to be able to afford all of all of the kit that you've got because that's well, it's life-saving kit isn't it? It is amazing absolutely yeah. and it needs renewing as well so yeah. you know every five years or so um, ten years for some of the kit it has to be replaced uh, and then obviously with the drones, for instance, um, we have got some other drones, but the way that technology is moving these days, uh, within three or four years, it's moved on so far. Yeah. So now the new drone can fly for half an hour rather than 10 minutes. Uh, it can fly in much worse weather conditions than yeah. uh, the old drones could. Yeah, it can fly uh, in the wet, it can fly, it can fly in the conditions, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. automatic pilots. Um, yeah, yeah it, it's fantastic. Well, what Steve, our, our drone lead, was telling me uh, yesterday was um, you can show it on a map where it's to search and it goes and searches that area for you. Wow. <laughs> Sounds so cool. So, that yeah. is. That, can I come up and play sometime? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You'd be welcome. Yes. Yeah. Um, I remember we, uh, we interviewed uh, the last mayor, Elise Roberts, and she was saying she went on Shrewsbury's very own submarine and my mind crashed a little bit. It was like MS-DOS. You know, um, and I was like, Shrewsbury Submarine? It's not in Shrewsbury. It's Shrewsbury's own submarine. It's named after Shrewsbury. HMS Shrewsbury, I think it is. I was thinking, oh, my God, how cool it would be to have a little submarine, submarine yeah. <laughs> coming up and down the seven. Like, so, you know, you could do archaeology. You could do tours. You could do rescue missions. So let's 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 get our, let's put our money together <laughs> and get Shrewsbury. Uh, a yellow submarine, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, Victoria, what would you what would you like to see happen to the river to, to make it safer? Is there something that you guys are are dying to see happen? Yeah. Um, well, we we seem to have achieved a lot so far. We're really pleased with how things are going. But you know, it's a constant thing that needs monitoring and um, assessing and um, self-analyzing, really, to see if that everyone's doing as much as they can possibly do. Obviously, town council have done quite a lot. Um, they had a motion passed about you know improving river safety. Had a big report done by WSP um, to see you know areas of risk um, and how things can be changed and improved. And that um, equated to a lot of money being spent on. Um, new railings along the river, um, increased amount of CCTV, increased amount of lighting. Um, so there is a lot of progress happening, um, but we'd like to see a lot more. They've also got, you know, rangers that um, go around the town now, um, which fill in a bit more of the gap of what, you know, the, the pastors were doing. And the street pastors, absolutely big shout out to them because that's incredible. They do a great job, they do. Yeah. Um, you know, they are they make such a difference that they're patrolling the town keeping everybody safe on the nights out but there's obviously you know seven days a week um and again you know they're not funded or anything they um get you know donations given in um but it's all done by uh, volunteers so we try and help recruit um people to help join the street pastors um they're called donkey buddies so you don't have to be religious in any in any, in any way um, you just have to have some free time and want to help your community and get involved. Um, so again, we take names of people and put them in touch um, with the street pastors um, and to get them on board and um, patrolling the streets. So if we could get more people and more patrols, that would be absolutely fantastic. 
um, that's one area that we're trying to uh, increase in um, and also um, to deliver more educational information out to schools, colleges, university, business places, the bars and the clubs to take their role but it's a big part of um, what we've, we're doing now is to link with the Spike Aware UK uh, which is also run by myself <laughs> um, but that's uh, Spike Aware UK um, is um, ran by um, Colin Mackey and he said you know I could set up a group in Shrewsbury um, so he supports me with that and that again is going into the bars and clubs to raise awareness about spiking and the impact that can have and making somebody more vulnerable more chance of them um, falling and things like that so yeah there's lots happening but still lots need to be done and and it's a continuous thing of growth victoria how do you find the time for all this <laughs> <laughs> such raising such awareness i mean you're hitting like um the pubs and the bars and stuff um spike edu- spiking education river safety cctv like these are things that should have made the river sa- safer you know and it seems like you you're constantly fighting this you know it's like yeah yeah definitely yeah i definitely am passionate about it um and it's like you know i just i just feel strongly about my community you know um and shrewsbury people are amazing (laughs) and we all you know we've we've seen that how everybody came together you know at difficult times came out searching um we all pulled together and that's the thing i've got this great sense of community that we do have a fantastic community um and that um yeah it's just that we all do our bit if we can and yeah it is nice to see how the community does pull together especially the nathan incident you know because yeah um it was there, there, there was lots of people out there helping out wasn't there you yep, know, there lots were. of yep. volunteers and when they dressed up that bridge after they found him it was such a beautiful bittersweet thing to see yep. and i spoke to his family um i we go to the football every week and they were at the football and they come and say hello and we were meant to do a, a show and alas they found him so we didn't do the show and i didn't want to base a podcast on somebody else's misery i didn't think that was very fair but um you know big shout out to them as a family they were very very proactive in in trying to do the right thing and this this must be something you guys must see an awful lot as well is there is there sometimes like a situation where maybe it's a little bit too much from the public that you need like actually we need to get on with our job and you know you guys i I appreciate the sentiment but yeah absolutely we appreciate the sentiment and people really want to help um and perhaps don't understand that what they're doing may actually um, damage the situation. So, for instance, if the police want to send search dogs into an area and members of the public scoot across the area, they completely spoil any traces, any smell or anything. So it's far better for whatever happens to be organised by the police or people who know what they're doing. Um, Having said that, uh, there is a place for the public reaction um, and um, we try and work with it when, whenever we that can. It swings and roundabouts, isn't yep, it? absolutely. Like, something happened to a, to a member of my family, I'd be out there, but like out there straight away, do you know what I mean? And the danger is with that, with that uh, it's enthusiasm the right word, I don't know, but with that passion, uh, you can endanger yourself. And that's the other thing, that if, unless you take a measured, uh, professional approach to things... Uh, people can get themselves into situations that then mean somebody else has got to be rescued. Sure, sure. Yeah, Uh, Shane Game and, um, you know, um, Carol 
Fleetwood and Jez Fleetwood have had a massive impact of making change and making differences. They've been a big part of involvement Good in meetings with Team Shrewsbury and things like that. Um, and they have really made a, a massive change to help um, keep the pe- people safe. So, mm. yeah. And this is what I mean. I meant earlier about you know, good things happening out of tragedy, you know, the, you know the, these horrible things that happen. Um, but with the the experience that and the education learned from that could actually go on to help and educate a bit more you know and um, do good things for the future which is uh, like I said bittersweet to see mm. you know you don't want to see anything that bad happen to someone but when something good comes from it you know um, bittersweet <laughs> I've said that about four times now it's, it's really hard when it's you true. when you're in a situation where like I've never been through that situation of losing someone in the river um, but you find try and find the right, right words to say. And from someone who lives in Shrewsbury, this is like I said, it's part of our lives. You know, at least at, at least once or twice a year, mm. we're seeing these stories. Um, it's uh, it's it's very must be really hard. Um, is there something that you guys would like to see happen to the river? Is there any bits of equipment that you need to be on the side of the river? Is there something that you don't agree with how how the river's dealt with, managed, and stuff? It, we we are actually represented on Team Shrewsbury, and also we work with uh, Shropshire Council and Shrewsbury Town Council. So we're very much part of some of the initiatives that happen. I know there's a, there's a new initiative that's just coming on stream about replacing a lot of the signage, um, both on the river and adjacent to the river, and, and also in the pubs and clubs, uh, which is coming on. But uh, at the end of the day, we're just a, a set of volunteers. You know, we we probably spend about 40% of our time fundraising. 30% of our time training and the rest of it actually going out on on um, on call outs yeah so there's there's only so much we can we can do unfortunately uh, and we're not um, we'd like to leave it to the experts and other people to actually make those sorts of recommendations rather than get involved with that it can be a, a big thing as well of like mental health is a big issue as well um, and um, raising awareness about that you know um, that um, if you're feeling that you know you don't want to carry on to seek help and reach out you know speak to people there's hopefully going to be some signage going along some of the bridges that we've got you know and the in Shrewsbury so the railings and things so little messages um, of hope and things and sort of to help people with their mental health and again the Samaritan's fantastic for that and also the um, street pastors even um, have been and attended and spoken to people um, and helped in situations, you know, they've saved so many lives and made such a difference as well. So I do want to shout out to them again. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking about what you said earlier, Victoria, about um, either if you find yourself in a situation where you're in the river and you go on your back mm. and starfish mm, mm. and also if you see someone who goes in the river and it just made me thought i went swimming before i came here and they've got on the side of the swimming pool haven't they don't don't dive don't run on the side mm. when you say signage like would you have like a little this is what you do in this situation just maybe dotted along the river to sort of say if this is where you find yourself here are the top tips like that short and brief good. yeah that would be good to be because honest. people don't always listen or mm. read the paper or look at leaflets or whatever mm. but everyone who's along the river even mm. subconsciously or just scan a small mm. sign yeah i mean as, as a charity we we run the the home and dry course which is on our website westmerciasr.org.uk which is a free course that you can actually do online which teaches you all about what happens when you go in the river mm. and what to do as a bystander and and all 
everything that you can possibly do. And there are signs for that uh, actually along the river as well. So yeah. I, I would recommend, I think currently something like 15 to 16,000 have taken that course. Oh, and it is entirely number. free, that's brilliant. something that anybody yeah. can do at any time. The school's been taking schools it on, teaching it. Groups, and everything. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, and and two companies have done that's what you want, isn't it? Mm. To spread yeah. that education yeah. yes. mm. of what um, to do. And so, yeah, there's all these sorts of initiatives. I actually have, I live in Warwickshire and in our, all our local pubs, uh, Warwickshire Fire and Rescue have got beer mats on with exactly the same thing written on the two sides. What to do if you find something, in the, somebody in the river and what not to do and all the bits and pieces do. And they work fabulously because yeah, you see people mm. sat in yeah. the pub just thumbing there and actually looking at. Mm. To be honest, the personal view is if you're actually out here, you're not going to stop and read a sign. Yeah, maybe so, yeah. But actually sitting there with a beer mat. I yeah, think does I think that's work. ideal. And that's another initiative, mm, I think, yeah. Team Truth. I've shared quite a few beer mats and things. Um, and there's the Don't Drink and Drown um, initiative. Oh, good, yeah. And um, I've shared beer mats around the bars in town and also um, the runners and things. And then put posters up on the back of the toilet doors and back of the ladies' back I've of the I've seen them. Yeah. I've yeah. seen them. Good. Not the ladies, though. <laughs> 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 Alec. <laughs> Okay. okay. Um, another thing is fear as well. We're not trying to make people scared of the river, more aware. You know, this is a place that enjoys a lot of water sports. We've just mm. seen people rowing up and down now. We've just seen people um, paddleboarding up and down here. Um, it's all about being sensible, mm. right? You can, I mean, the, 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 the boathouse, they have the, the regatta, 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 regatta. Oh, is this a regatta then, why? <laughs> but they did, you know, this is a, a town that enjoys the waterfront, so, yeah. I mean. It's important to encourage people to enjoy the water, but to obviously do it safely, safe. yeah. And to go to organised events and things, you know, so if it's, you know, organised um, by a team, you know, there's canoeing, there's, there's, there's paddle boarding and, and things on, on the River Severn. Um, you know, people make sure that you, you know, wearing life jackets, make sure that you've taken the safety training before you and get involved in that in that um, sport. And um, also to inform your loved ones where you're going, what time you're going. You know, mobile phones now have um, location um, enabling on them. That's helpful. Um, and also to like, you know, take part in like your local swimming baths or, you know, Alderford Lake. Um, take part of things that are organized events and things or organized sports where there's safety provisions in place. In a world where air tags are now very readily available, we should, they should start selling speedos with air tags in the back, <laughs> just in case, you know? What a great thing that is. Where are my speedos? <laughs> there they are. Um, yeah, but it's, uh, it's re- I've, I've loved doing this. I think it's really, really important. Um, but what I did do is I, I put out on social media and asked for some questions. Hope you don't mind. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, uh, has anybody got any questions because we're doing this thing? And Verity, you can answer these. <laughs> no problem. Alfie McFarland on uh, Instagram uh, says, doesn't certain parts of the, um, certain parts contain stronger undercurrents which can't be seen from the surface? Mm. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah? No. Yes. So you, you, it might look really calm at the top here, but underneath there's a raging current that might take you. Yeah, I mean, because there's a bridge here, obviously the air, the, the, the river has to speed up to go through the bridge for a start because there's less, there's less area. It's nice and wide before the bridge and it's nice and wide after the bridge, but because you've got the piers in the middle, the water has to speed up to get through the narrower gap. So not only will the current start to change by the bridge, but the vortexes and all the other bits and pieces will mean that probably 50, 100 metres down 
it's still swirling as well and there'll be trees and all sorts of other obstacles in there that can make the currents radically different it can look nice and still and then all of a sudden you're gone and it only takes six inches of water traveling at walking speed to sweep you off your feet Mm. Wow. apparently it's equivalent to like eight massively large dogs being dragging you along at speed wow yeah. So, I mean, considering as well, like, you're probably not standing on steady ground. If you're mucking about by the weir as well, you know, that, that's not going to be steady ground. It's all slippy and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, very, very important to, to learn about. Uh, and Kate Taylor from Walking the Straight Line, a friend of ours, uh, she said, what should we do if a friend, family, friend or family member falls in? But I'm guessing that question will already have been covered. I've often wondered what I'm meant to do. Well, we've kind of covered that. Um, I should have probably put that right at the beginning thanks for that Kate but yeah so ring 999 yeah follow the person in the river tell them to lie on their back and look for a throw line yeah yeah or a boy that you can access and you give the code to the um, the fire service and rescue yeah talk to them shout at them because when you're Mm. down very low in the river and your head's just at water level it's really Mm. difficult to find out which way you're pointing Mm. so you need a, a point of reference and the more you can shout and holler and create and basically make a noise the more likely they are to find their way to you and the other thing they say is that if you can't get the ring out or the throw line in time if there's something else you can throw to them like a, a even a drink bottle mm. you know, anything football, that's got buoyancy a football, football backpack a backpack anything that floats um, could help could mm. make the difference good point nice bit of rowdiness there the Sabrina have got um, a private event going on there the they do great things. Um, yeah, it's... it's. Um, I lost my train of thought now because of that. <laughs> you were asking questions. <laughs> well, that was it. That's all we got for now. Can I link to the fact that if you're out having a great time, having a drink... I sound like the real spoiler of joy, don't I, tonight? But, you know, what I'm saying is, is if you're out having a great time, having a drink, again, with the spike awareness, um, don't leave your drink unattended. Um, don't take a sip of somebody else's drink that you haven't bought yourself. Um, if you see a friend or a loved one or just you feel weird yourself and you know that you're the designated driver tonight or you've only had one drink, you know, all these are signs and symptoms that um, you could have been spiked. Um, and the thing is to seek help immediately, go to a member of the staff, you know, the bouncers, um, again, inform your friends um, and speak to the management, um, call the police and get assistance immediately because you need to go to A&E um, they can run some tests to see if you've been spiked um, because the incidents are increasing especially in Shrewsbury it's becoming quite a problem um, so yeah the town guardian, is it the town guardian as well those security guards that go through town I wonder if they're river rangers, safety yeah. the rangers is that mm. what I'm, I saw them not long ago um, <laughs> I'm just terrible with names uh, I wonder if they're river safety trained you know that's a good, good thing to yeah, and so. also the uh, the fisheries rangers as well are as well. Yes, the, we forget about the Rebrook, it's right by there. Um, uh, they're great guys, they are. Um, they do such a great job. And this is a thing as well, you know. Uh, I live right by the Rebrook in Shrewsbury. We go out there and we see kids out there by themselves. You know, there's a little beach bit in the middle there that kids, you know, jump in the river and stuff like that. The thing we do want to see more of and that, that we want to see changing is more um, readily available transport of get, for people to get home after nights out um, because we need more taxi companies um, and we need, you know, more safe transport. So um, myself... resort to... Yeah, walking, walking home yeah. and that's not, not good. Just a bigger Uber presence would be great, yeah. you know? 
myself yeah. and um, part of um, Shrewsbury Bid, um, Stephanie Mansell, we've been sort of t- I mean, going in and out of talks about, you know, getting a transportation system in place of, a, of the minibus um, that goes around um, the main loop of the town and goes on constant loops like, through the evening um, to dropping people off at different locations after nights out um, and charging such an amount to... Um, get onto the bus but to raise the funding for that to to pilot the scheme for six months is about forty thousand pounds um so that's what sort of that's going to be the next sort of project and push hopefully in the future Mm. it's a it's a i'm glad that you guys are talking about this because it is a conundrum isn't it especially when you have a wild cop you know (laughs) such a steep hill and stuff Mm. you know so like um rickshaws and things that'd be a good idea a nighttime rickshaw service yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're laughing but I mean you know do yeah, could, could happen yeah, they have them yeah. Yeah, could happen I mean over about the last five years we as a, as a team have done uh, safety patrols on, on this particular section of the, of the river bank over Christmas and New Year so probably four or five times over the Christmas New Year period we'll get six or seven people out as a team and actually patrol all of these footpaths and um, and the, the areas around the river and it's not unusual for us to have to be either drag people away from the river or actually well, out of the river mm-hmm. we have done that on numerous occasions over the years so what what do you say to the, uh, you know if you see someone <clears throat> mucking about by the side of the river that don't walk by try and say something to them would you say yeah, yeah, I, I would. Yeah, I is think, it I think worth the risk of? <laughs> <laughs> <you know? laughs> well, Say something from a distance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey. yeah. I think that you know, yeah, there's a there's a way of going about it, I suppose, isn't there? Um, yeah. But also, if you feel if you feel vulnerable yourself by doing that, or feel that you're putting yourself in any shape form of risk, um, then call the police. Um, you can also try and find the street pastors because they are, you know, mocking about all the rangers mm. and say, that, you know, I've seen somebody. I mean, I've had messages come in on the page and saying, you know, oh, I've seen somebody. Um, can you help and things like that? And That's a good shout, actually, you know, because sometimes I know we're not. We're living in an age now where social media can sometimes be a lot quicker at solving problems than emergency services. I'm not saying don't call emergency services, but I'm saying once you got off the phone to him, sometimes it's a immediate. picture yeah. um, will like there'll be friends or family or people that recognise the person um, that will do it. And as well, I was going to say, do you guys have a protocol for friends and family that have had problems with the river that you know like a helpline or someone? To- um, we haven't got a helpline in place at the moment. Um, we've just got, you know, they can sort of message us um, and messages will come in. Um, we'll get we, notifications um, of messages. But that might be a thing to think about, actually, um, of a helpline. because Dropshire Mental Health Service. We, yeah. we just did a... Uh, did. And they deal with um, with, with, with loss. And yeah. Yeah, oh, we do have um, a bereavement group, um, which is run by uh, Shane Game, who lost Toby Jones. And she's an amazing woman, really inspirational. And she runs a bereavement group now in Shrewsbury to help other people who have lost loved ones. And um, it's on a, on a Tuesday at 12.30 till 2.30. And it's based at the... Um, oh, the name's gone totally out of my head. Oh, that, that happens But you can find it on, you know, Shrewsbury Shops of Bereavements um, on Facebook. Or again, we send and share links um, and advertisements on, on our Make Our River Safer page as well. Um, so are you guys Mystique, just I think it's Mystique it's called. Yeah. On Enadale, is it on Enadale or Mystique? But I've, I've been there quite a few times, so I should know where <laughs> it is. So it's half 12 till half two, and it's on um, fortnightly on a Tuesday. So again, if anyone thinks that they've been affected or they'd like to go along, uh, again, they can message and have a look. 
Excuse me while it'd be really rude. I want to, the, the, the Sabrina's taken off now. I want to get a video of, of us recording and, and the... Uh, and the Sabrina going. Yeah. I've got to say, though, as well, fresh water is completely different to what you see at the beach or what you see in the swimming pool. We were in a, a place in, near Barmouth um, in the summer last year, and I jumped off this cliff into this, um, into this, river, into this lake, and it was so deep. But the shock of that the, the water wasn't very buoyant or airy, and I was like swimming to the top, swimming to the top, swimming to the top. I was like, where is the top? Uh, it takes you by surprise, doesn't it? Yeah. How it's, it is different swimming in a river or a lake. Very different from the support you get from salt water, yes. Yeah. If you want to have the experience of swimming in fresh water, um, then you can go to Love to Stay. Um, and again, it's a lot safer option um, to do it in their pool um, and have that experience um, than to think of getting in the river. Yes. I do recommend it, by the way, because cold water is just amazing for your mental health, for, for sure. Um, what I was going to say was, um, how can people support you guys? Um, if, is, it somebody, is there something that you need from the public, that, how they can support you? Uh, yeah, we, need, we need support because, as we've said many times, um, we are a voluntary charity. Everybody involved in the charity is a volunteer. And um, since I was asked to look at fundraising for the team, I became aware of how much of their time the team members have to give to fundraising and training and going out on searches. Oh, and they've got a family as well and a life. So I see it as my target is to try and get enough support for the team so that people actually don't have to fundraise, team members, unless they want to. And so I'm looking to build partnerships not just with uh, individuals who want to give money, but particularly in the Shrewsbury area with organisations, companies who would like to work with us and support us in some way, possibly buy some of the things that we need or give us money that we can use uh, and be acknowledged and actually develop a partnership with, with organisations. Sometimes just a, a like uh, or, you know, a share of a post or... A, Absolutely. Just Absolutely. like raising that little bit yeah, yeah. of awareness, yeah, yeah, especially yeah. for yourself, Victoria, you know. Get as many... I was so impressed by the, the community you guys have, have developed on there. Um, and that, that means the world doesn't it because it makes things run so much easier on social media when you've got plenty of followers yes. mm, absolutely yeah. yeah yeah and if you want to become a make our river safer supporter or a make our river safer school you get a poster and a certificate <laughs> <laughs> if you take part in our courses <laughs> we all love a certificate don't we we do we do Verity, have you got any, any 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 questions that you got lingering or? No, um, I think you covered it. I did. I did want to ask about the calm surface and what goes on beneath. Because when I was uh, younger and used to come out in town a lot, um, that was always something that was said. But I wasn't sure whether it was just a scare. But you 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 know described it with the you know the width and the. You can imagine that, can't you? Yeah, as you yes, were saying it, yeah. I was like, oh, it makes makes sense. And yeah. where where the water goes round a bend and the yeah. river has undercut the bend and things can get trapped, you know, underneath there and out of sight. So yeah, yeah. And like during the the floods, I seen I saw whole trees going yep. under the, the Greyfriars Bridge. Mm. You know, it, God knows where that that sort of debris gets lodged, maybe under the water somewhere. Some of it you does, know. yeah. So you could be jumping into God knows what. The yep. edges of the water is slower to the middle section of the water, so it can be moving or look like it's moving quite slowly and be quite slowly from the edges, but it's really fast in the middle. And like you say, you know, go, if it's going around debris or sort of like you know an, a, a shopping trolley that's fallen into the river or whatever, if it's got to make compensate for that space that's been created, it creates like a 
an eddy and a suction it's kind of like you know how you sort of can have um riptides i suppose or things like yeah, that can yeah. kind of gra- grab you and move you then to a different direction point. it's kind of a similar effect to that yeah um yeah there's so much to be aware of and you know i think following you guys or west west mercy search and rescue and following make our river safer have you guys got a website or is it just a facebook just the facebook page yeah there's plenty of information on there though guys yeah. you know give give uh, give that facebook you probably do already there's there's lots there but if you're not already make our river safer mm. um and west mercy search and rescue you guys have got a very good social media following as well we have because you're on instagram you're on facebook yep. you're on twitter Yep. Do you anything else you want? You should get on TikTok, uh, you know? LinkedIn. <laughs> LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah. If you can get some really sexy like videos of you guys getting ready like Batman, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I always remember actually, like my, my uncle was uh, mountain rescue in Ireland and uh, my Uncle Patrick, shout out to my Uncle Patrick, never going to listen to this. Um, I went around his house and he lived in a farm in the middle of nowhere. We drove ages to go and see him and he's like, oh, sorry guys, I got a call. And he went up, he came down, slided, slid his knife into his belt, put his boots on, his hat on, and he was gone to go and save someone in the mountain. I was so impressed. You know, you get some videos like that. You get, get Joel Schumacher in, involved. You know. Well, we obviously we don't over, we don't always do river rescues. I mean, uh, yeah. uh, most of our rescues are actually on land. The yeah. di- the difference between mountain rescue and ourselves is, I suppose, we go out looking for people who don't necessarily know they're missing. So it's dementia, mental health, suicidal, of course, uh, vulnerable people, all those sort, all those sorts of things. Normally, if you call out mountain rescue, you know you've fallen over and broken your leg somewhere. So and I know actually yeah. looking to be found. I know we're running, sh- we're literally coming right to the end of this. But like you know, you mentioned that the, the police call you out and stuff. Can people call you directly if they have an issue? Um, not not if no. they're missing. No. No. <laughs> no. No. Um, uh, some, so some, uh, much as Victoria was saying, it's nine nine nine. The police or the switchboard will decide what is the most appropriate service, and then they'll come to you. And then they come to us. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That makes sense. Otherwise, you'll have yeah. calls all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. There's something. Yeah. Can't find my mate Dave. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's about quarter of a million missing people in the UK every year. Wow. So, roughly ninety six percent of those, ninety five, ninety six percent, will be found within the first thirty minutes, hour, two hours. You know gone round the corner not gone to see their mate not bothered to come back home again it's the four percent that we're really looking at who are the high-risk people who as they have dementia some sort of mental illness or um, are suicidal and don't want to be found and they just mm. disappear into the woodlands amazing mm-hmm. well not amazing but uh, yeah. the, 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 the statistics mm. of it all it's just it's, it just sounds so grand it sounds so big do you know mm. what i mean mm. um you guys do fine work so thank you for d- mm. the fact that you guys all do it voluntarily mm. thank you so much for what you do honestly it's incredible um, mm. have you guys got any comments any messages you want to say to people before we finish this Victoria um, I'd say um, you know for Shrewsbury's people to look out for one another and like I say big thing is to stick together especially if you're on a night out plan your route home don't walk home along the river and to yeah take on board you know practicing the float to to live you know if you go to your local swimming bath practice it because um you do have to get quite low down into the water some people might not like water going in the hair in their ears but you actually have to lower your head quite into the water um and again you know try not to struggle and things like that try to relax yourself and things like that so that's the message i'd like to get out yeah i've, tried, I've practiced that before my local swimming bath they all got excited before <laughs> the inflatables were out <laughs> <laughs> uh, no that's very good advice what about yourselves have you got any messages for people any messages of thanks or well mine's a thanks to you thanks to the biscuit for um 
Hey! <laughs> get some love there. Yeah, uh, just thanks to the biscuit for um, inviting us on to get the message across. Really, it's, no, I've uh, been we, we, yeah. we've been planning this has been like two months in the making <laughs> or something like that. So I'm glad we, we got to do it because um, um, I origi- I realised that people have got their own logistics. <laughs> those guys are uh, those voices are, are two people on there and kayaks that are going to come past. They're having a great time. Um, thank you so much, No, Thank you for coming on. Thank um, you. Thank to, you so much. To all the Thanks people that helps. collaborate making the, the river safer, thank you. Um, and to everybody that's listened today as well brilliant yeah well thank you very much guys I'm going to ask this gentleman now who's cooking to take a picture of us <laughs> oh. I thought you were going to ask him for, <laughs> for, for a burger well thank you guys for listening guys and we'll catch you again next time thank you very much yeah. thank you thank, thank you, you both thanks guys thank you yeah. what a fantastic effort that was honestly I really enjoyed that one editing that one back I learned all again all the information that we went through that day um it's a really important one that is, I think. Uh, if you think this could be helpful to your community or to if you have a Facebook group um, or, you know, a community that you're part of and you think they would benefit from hearing this podcast, please give it a share because I think the more people that hear this, the better. Uh, we're all just out here trying to, uh, to do good things in the community and this is one of those things, I think. Um, just a, a bit of a, a comment on the, the Spitfire comment that I made during this, uh, <laughs> this podcast. It's something I genuinely heard that um, there used to be somebody that used to fly a, a Spitfire underneath the uh, the Kingsland Bridge, um, and then there was rumour that maybe one day he got it wrong. But I think that's just a, a myth, it's just a local myth. Um, I don't believe that's actually true. Um, so there is that. Um, I did go and look at it, and I could find a few comments on, on message boards, but no actual story to back that up. So it is just a, a local legend. Um, Thank you so much to the guys at the Sabrina for letting us use that uh, picnic boat and also being so accommodating. They're so lovely. Uh, When we uh, got nominated for that award for Lingen Davis, um, they they shared my post and uh, said that they were proud of the biscuits. So um, thank you. I really do appreciate you guys and the work that you do um, in collaborating with local businesses around Shrewsbury and, of course, the work you've done with us. So thank you, the guys at Sabrina. Last episode, I was banging on about um, JJ Whitehead uh, performing at Frankville, Albert & Co. Frankville. Um, tomorrow, as this has been released, actually, uh, I will be there. Um, so if uh, if you bought tickets just on the strength of the biscuit or if you got tickets anyway, uh, I will be there. Um, I don't know if I'm going to take a microphone. A bit undecided yet. I always feel like it's a bit forced at events like that. Sometimes it's good to just go to get a picture and a, a selfie with whoever's reporting it and then, and then do some social media stuff, you know. Uh, but either way, I'll be there. So if you see me about, come and say hi. If you haven't got your tickets yet, uh, go to the Theatre 7 website and check availability. There is only, obviously, today and tomorrow to buy those tickets. So get them in quick, 5 p.m. at Albert & Co. Frankville. That's uh, JJ Whitehead. Really, really funny guy. Um, anyway, guys, I will leave you. Um, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. I appreciate it's a difficult subject for a lot of people, but we're all just out here just trying to do good things and, uh, you know, I think we, we summed it up quite well uh, a few times in that podcast that sometimes out of tragedy uh, can come something very positive and, and something very helpful towards the community. We learn from these things and uh, with positive messages like this, we can help others stay safer. So on that note, have a great day, folks, and uh, peace out. <laughs>